The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. here with the wooden spoon and we have another episode of the sit down um big shout out to the boston guido for hooking this up and i'm joined by entrepreneur real estate developer builder and bodybuilder christian silvestri how's it going christian good how you doing my friend good 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 calling all the way out from boston <laughs> that's right this is, this is like nice, a boston chilly boston i know this is gonna be like a boston month for us we had the boston guido on last week now we're having you on we gotta it's a boston yeah, i still I, I've never been up to Boston. I drove, actually, I drove to Cape Cod one time. That was the only time I've been in Massachusetts. Okay, so you were, you were down on the water. Yeah, it was, oh my God, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever went. Nice, very nice. You got to get into Boston, though. Like, literally, literally, it's the North End. I know, I know. I was telling uh, the Boston Guido about it last week. I wanted to come up for the festi- the North End Festival. I think it was St. Anthony's, but with everything but last year. Yeah, they canceled it. And we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah, let's hope, right? Yeah. So give us kind of a like almost like your origin story, like how like growing up, like kind of like your Italian life and how it molded you into like the business world and how you first got started in business. Okay, so I mean we we I come from a huge Italian family. Um so I got a little bit of a thick head on the yeah, me uh, too, me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, then when I was going through school, um, I had, it, it's funny, it's, it's just, you know, Italians gravitate to Italians. And yep. so I had like all Italian friends and, um, we had our own little Italian gang and it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everybody had different dialects. So it was funny or, or we, we were in line or we, whatever, we'd be someplace and we'd speak Italian and about a girl or something. And then <laughs> just when you think everything's nice, the girl turns around and gives you a scop. So hey, I understand what you're saying. So, you know, and I'm a very like I'm very deep into the old school heritage. You know, me and the Boston Guido, we we talk about this often. Is that it seems like as generations go, the everything starts to fall off. And um, you know, when when I think our generation is kind of like the last generation of of the old school. And because our kids, they, they, they're more into, well, I don't have any children, but I'm saying in this, 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 uh, uh, but the, the, um, the generation, like the type X Gen Y era, you know, everyone's into computers, everyone's into gaming, everyone's into all that kind of shit. And nobody's really focused on sitting down for every occasion, having a huge family meal, or nobody really cares about the heritage. It, it kind of is just gone. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks, uh, you know, and I always said if I had a kid that he would be, the first thing he'd be doing is going, you know, if he's in a regular school, I, he's got to go speak Italian. He's, he's got to learn our roots and hopefully we can try to re-educate these kids to bring those kinds of things back. I know, I know, I feel you because I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I've said this countless times is that's another reason why we started the page, why we started going heavy on TikTok is to try to influence like the the 12 year olds, the 13 year olds that maybe like 
they don't like sitting down for Sunday dinner, but like raising the importance. Like I, we made the shirt Sundays are for the family. It's a reason. Cause like every, at least every once a week, you should be sitting at the, at the, at the dinner table with everybody eating Sunday dinner. Like that's important. A hundred percent. And we try to eat together we, every single night. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, a lot of the things that we, we all talk about, like we'll use the wooden spoon, for instance, <laughs> I used to get smacked with that wooden spoon almost every single day. And <laughs> you know, you tell, you tell a kid today, Geez, my father used to hit me with that wooden spoon. My mother used to, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, or my mother used to throw the shoe or, uh, you, you know, all these kinds of things that everyone stereotypes Italians, but it's funny because everybody's did it. The, the yeah, leather don't couches, don't walk on this, don't do this. I mean, it's funny. And then you try to tell those stories and they look at you like you're out of your mind. I know. Can you imagine <laughs> kids getting hit today? It's like a whole. Oh, forget about it. They be calling the what's the the, the CPS? Yeah, they just they, they come get you. Yeah, mm -hmm. you'll be in big trouble. I know. I feel like I was almost like too like on that like that line of like old school, new school. Because I mean, I obviously I was hit with the wooden spoon, but it wasn't like for punishment. Like I I'd, I'd say something stupid, and whatever was closest, my nun or my mom would grab, hit me in the head with the remote, say just shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember this is kind of funny. Just going back to again the wooden spoon. So as I, as I was getting older, my mother would break the spoons on, on my arm or on my shoulder, <laughs> wherever she would get me, they'd break. So one time she's chasing, she's chasing me with the, the metal ladle, like it was a metal one. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, if she hits me with that, that's going to hurt. That's uh, funny. So I that's started funny. to straighten up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So like um, you're going through high school, just hanging with your guys. And what's like your first business venture that you got into? So. I've always been an entrepreneur. I mean, it's funny that, you know, Donald Trump is our president, but when I was a kid, I always looked at Donald Trump because of, you know, I, I like, I like building things out of nothing. So he was a real estate guy. Um, you know, he's building buildings, owning buildings. And that was always like kind of what I wanted to do. So I first started, um, by acquiring a piece of land. Um, I put a road in, I started building houses. So that's how I got into I, the development. I went to school for it. I went to school to, I went okay. to Wentworth um, for my construction management degree. Then I went on to Boston University and uh, for real estate development. So I, I went in and, I, and that was kind of the first thing I did. And then I kind of piloted into another development. And then I kind of wanted to get into commercial construction. So I got into building like uh, pretty much everything. I built hotels, malls. Um, nice. lots of restaurants, um, office buildings, um, oh, you name it, I've built it. So mm -hmm. that was kind of fun because it wasn't your typical residential type building. Um, you know, in commercial, everything's so different. So I like the more complex, you get to use your mind more. Yeah. Um, I got into that. So then I, 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 I saw that movie, Pretty Woman. And he was buying, you know, he was buying and selling businesses. And I was like, oh, that really seems cool. So I kind of educated myself on that, um, on how to buy and sell businesses. And I got into that. I bought, a, you know, convenience stores. I got into nightclubs. I got into uh, restaurants of my own. Yeah. Um, and started doing that. Got into the gym business. Um, got it. So own those. Um. So it just was very entrepreneurial. I, I, I like to take something that's nothing 
and make it something that mm-hmm. that's always, you know, and that even goes back to, to, to development when you take an open piece of land and you create a neighborhood, you know, or you take an empty parking lot and you make a, a mall or you take, um, like I say, you, you, you give a, a restaurant or you make a, uh, something where people can come and have a good time. It's always making something out of nothing. That's kind of what I, I like got to you. do. Yeah. So when you're like kind of scouting, like this is like not like as I always usually ask, like what, what's your like your key to success? But like I have like a in deep a deeper question about that. When you're like looking at these land or looking at a business, how do you find the diamond in the rough? Okay. So contacts are huge. Okay, because the more people you know, that gives you a more a, a better advantage. Um, because the more you spread your wings, like somebody might hear something and say, Hey, a friend of a friend or a family member or, or this or that. Um, so, you, you know, it, it's kind of like a pyramid thing. You, you, you might get a hundred deals that you look at and you narrow it down to like 50 that maybe, okay, let's take a further look down to maybe 10 saying, okay, these are possibilities. And you may end up with one out of a hundred. Um, so, you know, research is huge connections. I'm, I'm not a type of person, even though I I look like I am on social media and in the restaurant business that I'm, uh, I don't like to hobnob. I don't know if you know what that word, like, I don't, I'm not a, a a social butterfly. I don't go to like all these kinds of events and network. I'm not a networking guy. Mm -hmm. I, I think looking back now, would it have benefited me more? Yeah, because that's you know that's the name of the game but you know analyzing things trying to find that diamond in the rough or better yet is creating a deal so if you see something that you know geez i really like to try to get this to work um then you try to work on both parties and try to see where you can take it i love you know i'll go back to donald trump for a second Mm -hmm. the art of the deal is i love making deals even when somebody thinks that something can't happen I'll find a way to make it happen. Or if there's an obstacle, my, my creativity and my knack, my talent is to find a way to do it. Yep. Nice. I know. I know. I was one of the few too, because my dad, my dad, another old school guy, like uh, you and the boss, but like he introduced me to like Robert Kiyosaki and um, guys like, guys like Donald Trump, like well, well before that he even started running for president. So like I read Art of the Deal, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is my favorite book of all time, hands down. Okay, like, so, you, so, you, so you read business books? Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, so it's like, not, go on. You know, it's funny you say that because and a lot of people don't like to read, number one. But the best type of educating yourself is, is to read, right? So I... I don't know if you use Amazon at all, but when you go into Amazon and you put in these, if, if for instance, the, the Kawasaki's book or Trump's book, it'll give you other books. Um, yeah, I'm trying along to, I'm, the lines of, it's funny. I'm at my bookshelf right now trying to find like one that I've picked up, but there's so, there's so many, I think my Trump one. Check this out. So these just came in today. I, I get two books a week from Amazon. So here's one that just came in called the masters of private equity and venture capital. And mm-hmm. then here's another one called the quantum leap strategy. Now this one here, I can't wait to read because there's this guy. He's a, a trillionaire. His name's Dan Pena. He's yeah, out I know of Dan his Pena. mind. Yeah, well, yeah that, guy, that guy is absolutely insane. He's yeah. A, he's insane. But I can relate to him because he's got my attitude. Well, fuck you. Shut up. Sit down. Listen to this. This is how it's going to get done. 
that's his mentality. <laughs> don't don't tell me, oh yeah, I, I was gonna do it, but I didn't have a chance tonight because this happened. No, no excuses. The, yep. You're gonna make time and you're gonna fucking do it. That's that. Mm-hmm. That's why I like that guy. Yeah, I know. I got one right here. I we this is a pretty good segue too, because I do a lot of uh, social media work for restaurants. So I said, you know what, I got to do if I'm gonna be helping out these restaurants, I gotta kind of know the ins and outs. So this is kind of just like a really basic one, like a start your own restaurant book, just to kind of get the lingo and everything going down. But um, how many restaurants are you involved? I know you're involved in a couple restaurants, right, in the Boston area. Well, yeah. So I I had um, geez, I had Vetro, Sky Bar, Sky Lounge, Zaza. Um, now Dolce Fumo and I got another one that's going to pop off probably in the spring. It really, it all depends on, um, what happens with this COVID and these restrictions and mandates that's going on. Cause right now everything is really, really bad here in, um, I know. in Boston with these covenants and only being able to operate at 25%. You're pretty much losing money every day. Every single, I know, and that's a that's a struggle that I deal with with my clients too. It's like, like we, it, it, it's not worth it for them to even have twenty five percent, even fifty percent in some cases. Correct. Like, like you, we have to employ the staff. You have to not only like the staff, but you doubled the cost of an hourly wage because you have to pay for Social Security or FICO or all those yep. other taxes as well. So that's another thing people really don't understand. But how? What are some of the ways you're combating like all these crazy restrictions? Well, I go against the grain as much as I can, but I've just recently been cited on it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of jealous people in this world and they don't understand what it takes to be in business. So like, for instance, if we have restrictions that are like no more now at this, we can't have six more than any more than 16 people in the restaurant, you know? So if I try to push it to like, if it's 22, you know, they came in last week and said, Oh yeah, more than 16. I mean, it's just, it's killing us. The, the thing is, it, it, I'm, I keep saying to myself, if I can just hold out till this is over and, and, and stay, stay alive, you know, we'll be good. But you just don't know how long it's going to keep going. And, you know, they, the famous saying in business is don't put good money after bad money. So, you know, if you're taking good money from a business that, that like, say, let's just use construction mm-hmm. and you're dumping it into the restaurant that's losing money that's really not a good business practice because yep. you'll never No, no, I know exactly. Dad. I that was one of the last right? things my, my dad taught me for sure. But, but, but the thing is too, my employees are my family. So those guys, I don't want the risk of ever trying to lose them and I got to keep them happy. So if I have to stay open and lose money to keep them happy, that's what I'll do. That's actually, that's very, very admirable because there's a lot of people out there that are just like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to name names personally, obviously, but like there's somebody very close to me and like their retail store just got shut down and said, go file for unemployment. Like what kind of messages that send to um, your employees, the people that are, that are working hard every single day for you. So it's very admirable that you treat your employee, your employees like family. I'm sure they respect yeah, I, it as well. It's huge. And, 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 you know, going through Christmas time, it was a big debate about, you know, because we, we, we've lost money this year, like crazy. I mean, huge. And, you know, bonuses come up. Everyone, you know, gets Christmas bonus, right? But do you bonus in, in, in a time in, in a crisis that we're in right now, do you bonus? And I, and I as an advocate, like, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you can't punish people. Not, I mean, yeah, are we getting killed? Yes. But is it their fault? No. 
And I think mm -hmm. it's, you still have to give them the bonus. And so we ended up bonusing everybody um, that, you know, a lot of people said, geez, you're, you're crazy. You don't need to do that. They would understand that, you know, everyone knows we're in a pandemic, blah, 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 blah. But in, in my head, I don't think it's right if I didn't. So we did. That's very, that's very, very admirable for sure. So, I mean, in a perfect world, like what would, in a perfect world, say, because I know that there's a thing like you're going to be the next governor of Massachusetts. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking the next governor of Massachusetts. All right. So you're elected governor and it's January of the new year. What, what are the first steps you're um, taking to um, combat this virus and um, keep the economy open? Okay. So uh, role models, right? I go, I look to try to copy what DeSantis is doing in Florida. Mm -hmm. His numbers aren't spiking. His death rates aren't going up. So when you look for something that's, that's a big problem, you look at death rates. You know, the way I see this whole thing, it's like a cold, like a flu. Everybody's catching it, but really not many people are dying when you look at the overall numbers, okay? Mm -hmm. And when you say the test results are up, it's because today everybody's going in for a test every other week, it seems like. People are getting multiple tests. So I've gotten test tested twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, too. And, and, and now it's kind of like every time you come up, if you go away, you have to get a test. Or if you know somebody, you're in a room with somebody, you got to go get a test and get retested. And then you need double negatives. And so the yeah. testing is going through the roof. My thing is this. If Florida's death numbers are not going up, and Florida has been wide open for months, and I've been there several, several, several times, okay? Mm -hmm. Wide open. Bars, restaurants, beaches, retail, wide open. Not like here. We have to wait in line to go into a store, or you have only a couple people in a restaurant, or you, the bars aren't open. You have to close by 9:30. There's no such thing as that in Florida. Mm -hmm. So DeSantis is doing something right, and I would copy what he's doing and get these businesses open. I would apply for grants and, and money back to the to the into the federal government and try to help these businesses. Instead of what they're doing now is putting people out of business, I need to help these people get back in business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And it seems like there's like people like you, there's people like Dave Portnoy at Bar Barstool Sports, they're doing more for these businesses than the government ever has in the history. I think Dave's up at the tw at $23 million, I think he's at right so, now. Oh my God, it's crazy. I know there's a, there's a restaurant around um, the Buffalo area that, that uh, applied and got it, which is, Big shout out to Dave Portnoy and the Barstool Fund. That's awesome. But um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, I talk to people like I I've been helping. We've I've seen success with some of my clients with the takeout business a lot. So a lot of them are doing good. But there's another thing too, like in Buff. I don't know if you have ever been to Buffalo or Niagara Falls. So yeah, I've been to Niagara Falls. All right, yeah. So there's two counties. There's Erie County, which is Buffalo, and Niagara Falls is Niagara County. So Erie County in in New York State, there's like you're zoned by county. So Erie County gets shut down. So what had happened is I went out, I tried to go out to dinner the other night. Every single person from Erie County that wants to go out to dinner, they go down to Niagara County. So it's like, absolutely. There's like, but like, these are things that should be thought about prior before, before all this happens. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess we're kind of on the same boat. Like we don't understand the thinking behind all of this. There is none. There's no rhyme or reason. These, all these mandates that they're putting in place, there's no reports, there's no statistics, there's no nothing that can back up what they're saying for us mm -hmm. to do. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's like a cat chasing his tail. It's, we're gonna go around in a circle until I think somebody says, okay, here's the new president and we got the vaccinations out 
So, okay, I think we can go back to normal now. And, and it's sad to say that, but I think that's the only way yeah. the, 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 the majority of the people are going to react in a, in a back to normal way, if you will. Mm -hmm. As sure. far as sports, concerts, um, things like that, I don't think you see anything like that until 2022. I know. Well, it's funny because um, now all of a sudden, like Cuomo let the Buffalo Bills have some fans in and they're letting NFL teams have fans in. So it's like, where, where is all this coming from? It's like nothing's changed, but like, why are you letting people in? Not? It's, it's weird. It's a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just like you can eat outside in a tent, but you can't eat inside in a restaurant. It's like, <laughs> what's the difference? Where is the difference? Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, I don't know, but um, so I guess <laughs> trying to circle away from all this, but um, so you've been in business like quite a long time. Like, what a, what do you see yourself doing like going forward? Like, I guess even post COVID and everything like that, just kind of doing the same things, or do you have any like big potential plans on the horizon? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm always looking at things. I'm always educating myself. You know, I've been looking the last several months um, of what are the you know, out of, out of COVID, what are some of the good things that come out of COVID? What are the, some of the businesses that may, spot, you know, spur out of COVID or take, like, I'll, I'll use, take advantage of COVID? Mm -hmm. um, you like, like the testing, and I'm going to give you a little kind of, you, you'll, you'll hear me say this because it's, it's very close um, about getting um, our approvals by the FDA. But, um, you know, most test kits right now, they're not letting people test at home. That, or if you do get those tests at home, they're like 120 bucks, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting involved in a business um, that we're going to be able to do these test kits. And, I mean, we already got contracts with the military, with um, Ticketmaster, with the NHL. So we got some big guys behind us. Um, and we're going to do these kits, these test kits, and the retail is going to be probably around 18 to 20 bucks. Wow. So a lot cheaper than the 120 You'll be able to do them at home. You'll get results in 12 minutes or less. So if you're going on a trip and you need to prove that you have a negative result, you have it. When you come off the plane, you have it. If you're going to school, if you're going to a – whatever the situation is now that they're requiring COVID tests, it's when you – rapid, you'll be able to have them at home or buy them wow. at a gas station or buy them at Walgreens, CVS, whatever. That's huge. So That's I'm always trying to figure a way to make something out of nothing again. Where could we invest? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you'll hear more, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring people on and I'm going to start talking about it. But right now we, we, got a, 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 we got FDA, we got approvals, but we're just waiting for the wet stamp to come back, which we should have like literally any day, which wow, congrats. that means we can go out to the market. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Very exciting. Very exciting. So I guess, after business, everything like that, what are some of the hobbies? I know you're a, a very good bodybuilder. I've seen, I was scrolling through your Instagram. You're... Yeah, I, 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 that's more of a stress relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you have so many things going on during the day, you have to break it down. And um, so I, I love to educate people on health and fitness. Mm -hmm. And bodybuilding myself is just a how do you see is a goal right so everybody tries to put goals for themselves and i always set goals for myself to make sure i stay motivated and that's what going to the gym does for me i'm on a regimented diet 
you know, when, when people often ask me, hey, Christian, how do I lose some weight? I'm going to, you know, I have a wedding or I have a vacation which is coming up or I just want to get healthy. I give people diets. Um, I give them routines. Um, you know, I get involved in there. And then the best thing that comes out of it for me is when they feel so good about themselves because of what I did to change their body. Mm -hmm. It's like self-gratifying. It's like, wow, look, up, look at the smile on that person's face when they saw me four weeks ago and they were depressed and pissed off about life and everything else, now the, the, their outcome is completely different because they think that they're a brand new person. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so cool that, um, cause exercise does that for a lot of people. I know it does it for me for sure. And that's actually one of my problems is kind of staying motivated to go to the gym or anything like that. Cause I'm not, I used to power lift. So when I was nice. going to the gym, I was trying to hit, I, like you said, like making goals for yourself. I was trying to hit certain numbers, breaking records, everything like that, but herniated just because of that. So we stopped doing that. But, um, so now like I took up boxing. So now it's all, like, nice. I want to, I want to fight. I want to fight. So I have to, I have to have some sort of competition to stay motivated, but right. I guess, what would you say to somebody that's like trying to lose some quarantine weight right now? That's uh wants to get ready for the, the summer 2021. So 75 to 80% of it is diet, okay? Everybody has abs. And what makes me laugh is when I see people doing a million ab exercises in the gym, it's like, guys, ab exercises do not give you abs. Mm -hmm. Diet gives you abs. We all have them. So strip the fat off your abs, you'll see them. And by doing that, you got to be regimented. You, you, you have to have the willpower to stay to a certain diet, it, it, it either is keto or low carb or, um, you know, something that's going to agree with your body, but you have to maintain a diet. If you don't maintain a diet, you can lift them, you know, go to the gym seven days a week for two hours a day. You're not going to get the results that you need. It's hard to do that when you live in an Italian household and mom's making pasta and we're eating. Oh, oh yeah. How about being in an Italian <laughs> restaurant every day? How do you think that feels? Like my garlic bread is like crack cocaine. You oh just take one bite, you want to eat the whole basket. <laughs> this, this smell is ridiculous. I know. I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine. I know because um, I fought, what was it, 2019, and it was just like downloaded my fitness pail. My fitness pail was one of the best things ever because you just plug it yeah. in what you're eating every day, and it's telling you what to eat. And then just going to the gym for an hour and some change a day, just getting in fighting shape. And I think everybody, like it goes back to that. You got to have a goal in mind. You got to got to kind of um just work to achieve that goal every single day then then it kind of makes it easy i know it's tougher for some people it's easier for others but at the end of the day you just kind of have to set that goal now let me ask you a question so in the boxing are you sparring or are you just hitting oh i'm sparring okay so you're getting hit yeah so how do you deal with that because i can tell you for me the reason why i don't box and maybe it's a discipline thing or an anger problem I have. I don't know what it is. But I know if I get hit, I almost go black. And I'm got to gotta swing until you're down and out for the count. It, yeah, so I don't have that poise. You're going to have know, that poise. Yeah, I'm a very non-confrontational person. I have, I have very – I have, like, no temper. Like, I'm, like, one of the mellow Italians, I guess you would say. Like, my dad makes up for temper what I don't have. But so, like, when I, when I view something like that, I'm viewing it as a sport. Sometimes I'm overthinking it. But – um. You just kind of have to, like, realize, like, you're going to get hit. And, like, I like to fight defensively. I like to make the other people miss and make them pay. So that's, like, kind of my thing. Like, I'm weighing it. I'm trying to feel out the distance, feeling out. But, like, at the end of the day, you got to, like, know 
all right, I'm going in this ring. I'm going to get hit. But like, how are right. you going to over, how are you going to overcome it? How are you going to hit him first? How are you going to make a miss? Like, and it's, it's like almost like a, a game to me. It's a sport. Yep. So yep. I don't view, I don't view it as the other person trying to hurt me anyways. I think that's, that's kind of like the main thing too. Cause like at the end of the day, like when I'm sparring, it's usually with teammates and everything. We're just trying to work to get each other better. Of course. No, I completely understand that. I, I just, I, I got to give you credit. I, I just, that's very difficult for me to even envision. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. My dad's like the same way though. You can't like, you <laughs> can't give him an inch. No, no. But that's I good. Think, it goes back to being like old school. Cause you grew, you like grew up and then like back in the day when someone had a problem, you can't, you settled your beef then and there. And then that was the end of it. Yeah. But that's when my uncle said, if you give somebody an opportunity to hit you, you you the, you better never let him get up off the ground. In other words, you got to put hit, put him out and never let him get up because if he has a chance to get up, you might be dead. Yeah, well, it goes back to like the ring and the street sort of thing. I know what's my my dad says. He goes, uh, "Never start it, but always finish it." <laughs> That's it. That's it. Always finish it. Yeah, and I, make yeah. sure the guy can't get up. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, I guess to wrap everything up, what would be like kind of a. Uh, your final thoughts for everybody, maybe like a business person trying to get start fresh in 2021, or I guess someone trying to maybe lose weight in 2021, or just people that are kind of in the dumps right now after 2020. So my, my, my two cents is this. You, you, every morning, you should get a routine and, and, and get self-motivated. You have to manifest. Manifesting is a big thing. If, if you want to make a million, concentrate on the million. If it was a billion, concentrate on the billion. If you want a Rolls Royce, concentrate on that Rolls Royce. Hang up pictures. Remind yourself. Buy a little model of it. Because most millionaires, billionaires, that's how they did it. They, they manifested what they want. That's how I do it. I, if I like, I mean, I'm a watch collector. I like watch. If I see, I manifest. What do I have to do in order to get that? Mm -hmm. And I motivate myself every day to, to, to try and keep bettering myself and, and get to that goal. Um, you know, the same thing with, um, with, with fitness. You know, it's very easy. Everybody knows. If you said to somebody in a, in a, in a room of 10,000 people, uh, how do you lose weight? Oh, uh, diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. Great. You all know the fucking answer. Well, how come some, so many of you are fat fucks sitting on that, couch, on, on that chair? You all know the answer. But none of you just want to do the work. Mm -hmm. Okay? So very importantly, you got to do the work. And if you can do the work, and you can stay motivated, and you can you 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 can manifest. You're gonna get what you want. Love it, love it. I got a Lamborghini Aventador, a little model sitting right at my desk over there. There you go. <laughs> I know what it, I know what it's like, but Christian, I can't thank you enough for being on. I I had a freaking blast. It was great talking to you, finally meeting you, and hopefully, um, at some point this year, you, the Boston Guido, Guido and I, we get together in Florida or something. Absolutely, we'll eat nice. Awesome. Sounds good. So thank you everybody for watching this episode of the sit down. Make sure to share it with your friends, leave a five-star review and um, comment. Who do you want to see next on the sit down? But um, until then, see you guys later. Ciao. Ciao, bro. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards.
All right, we could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.